Hey, everybody. Real quick before the episode gets going, just wanted to let you know, with it being Thanksgiving and all, Black Friday coming up tomorrow, we're actually having a Black Friday sale for Maker Brand Co. So we're going to have 15% off of everything site-wide, plus free U.S. shipping on all simple finishes. And the first 100 people to order $100 or more are going to get a free sample of simple finish with their order. So it's going to start this Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern, and it's going to run through Monday. All right, let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast. Today is Thursday, November 22nd, otherwise known as... Actually, shoot, hang on, I forgot to look this up. Some obscure holiday. Uh, thanks... Giving day? Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, okay, oh, okay. I was wondering why my whole family was here. <laughs> what, are you, what are you guys thankful for? Mike, you start. You're, you're the tiredest. I want to make sure you get this in before you fall asleep. That is true. Um, what am thankful I thankful for? Thankful for a safe for? journey. Wow. And in general, yeah, I'm thankful to be back in California where I'm able to be with my friends who build things and work on a project that I'm very, very excited about that I will be announcing next week. But yeah, I would say I, I would say I'm thankful for the ability to be mobile and still stay creative. If you, if I had to be put on the spot, what about you guys? Who, who's thankful about something? I'm thankful for this little Mario guy right here. Oh, what's up, buddy? You should be hey, in bed. Sevens makes a cameo. Hey, cameo. That turkey's coming tonight, and if you're not asleep, he's not going to leave you any uh, stuffing in your pillow. <laughs> when that turkey comes <laughs> down the chimney, it's right, the Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, wearing a costume and trick or treating. Yeah, you always you dress up as Mario, and then as long as you. Uh, all year, you had drank eight ounces of gravy, then you get a pillowcase full of stuffing. <laughs> it's the old tradition. <laughs> no, I'm thankful that he always listens. Yeah. I think, you know, I've been thankful a lot lately. I, I've talked a lot about it going full time. I, I put out some stuff on Instagram and in my uh, one of my later latest YouTube videos. I think the latest one to come out since this. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's the thing that's at top of mind right now is uh, all those things that I talked about in there all the support that I've gotten through doing this whole thing. I would say, you know, one of the things that I found is the more that it seems like I put myself out there, the more that I've been getting in return. Um, and that seems like it's been pretty consistent since starting this whole endeavor. So I'm really thankful for that and for just being around in a time where it's possible to do this. Like, you know, this is a a really awesome job to have. And And the fact that, I don't know, like 10 years ago, this was, it it was possible in a very different way, but I don't think it was accessible to as, as many people to as many people. Yeah, I I second those things, but I, I don't know. There's something about me that's hesitant, at least in some sort of public facing media, uh-huh. to wax on about all the things I'm thankful for. Somehow, <laughs> whenever I listen to podcasts and they do this kind of stuff, I always feel like, and I don't think you guys are doing this. But I think I always feel like there's a lot of like kind of humble brags in there, like thankful for this amazing lifestyle and the chance to follow my passions and my dreams and do all this stuff. And I always think when I hear someone talking about something like that, I always think of someone that like hates their job or that's like stuck in traffic and just being like that mother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude, you know what? Actually, here, this is kind of a side note. I always think that. I'm in a way terrible at this job because I feel like part of it is 
having to like show things off in a way on you know instagram or whatever and i feel very You're a terrible instagram model <laughs> i got no booty i'm just uh, too humble and way too thankful man chris this is a tough holiday for you isn't it oh my goodness no but seriously like i feel i get like a weird feeling anytime i'm posting something on instagram that like oh i don't want to come off as braggadocious right but at the same time you also want to seem self-aware because there's the on the flip side we all know the person that like drops those hashtag bless posts and it's like come on relax bro uh, <laughs> but what's equally bad and actually you know what's worse is like someone that just complains a lot that doesn't realize how great things are right so we here at the modern maker podcast are calling for like a well-adjusted a well-adjusted non-braggadocious balance and that's why not only are we going to bring you what we're thankful for we're going to bring you what we're not thankful for. Dun, dun. All right. So, Ben, what are you thankful for? Right. What are you not thankful for? Thankful for, look, my family's healthy. Life is good. Work's fun. Got my 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 building crew back together. Projects are exciting. Uh, my curiosity seems satiated. And, yeah, life's good. That's And that's that's rare. And you always want to be aware of those moments and just, like, revel in them. Be like, you know what? This is awesome. And I like that I have to think harder for things that I'm not thankful for. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, he, here's one that I kind of saw. I was, I was browsing through Twitter. Like I hardly ever post on Twitter, but like I read on it. Uh, you know, I use it to find articles. And, you know, we go to a lot of conferences and events and get a lot of cool swag. And even more people than just normally are in business and go to a lot of conferences because, you know, sponsors are always trying to sort of court us and, and land us in things. You know what I'm not thankful for? Another pen with your stupid f-ing logo on it. Like, <laughs> let's stop with the excessive swag. There's too much swag. Yeah. Way too much swag. You know, and because people make these ridiculous sort of like gift bags and things like that. And it's awesome when they get like an actual, you get an actual usable product in it. But I don't need 30 stickers, six pens, a lanyard, like a commemorative plaque, a coffee mug, and like a bunch of other useless crap that I'm, I'm not going to use. Let alone, I might not even have room in my like, you know, I travel pretty light, carry on only in my luggage to like take home with me. Uh, I don't know how many times I've been to conferences and just left that shit in the hotel room and just been like, okay, yeah, I, I hope somebody uses this. Um, a lot of times too, I won't even like take the bag. I'll just be like, Oh, you know, give that to someone else. But I'm not thankful for people that aren't very creative with those things. And I always wondered that like, instead of giving people like 30 pieces of worthless things or like little trinkets, just put that budget and give them like one thing that's like permanent that they would keep and is really nice. Like I went to one conference where they only gave you one thing. It was like a really nice Yeti mug. And everyone was like super stoked because they got like one really good thing that was like an upgrade to probably what they already had. So I'm not thankful for uncreative garbage swag at conferences. Be better. There we go. <laughs> Hashtag be better. All right. I've got one. And <laughs> I just it. thought of it while you were talking. I am not thankful for Spotify being so hard to get your podcast on to. Is it hard? Yeah, I've been looking into it because I've I've been progressively getting more and more people reaching out asking if we're on Spotify, and, and obviously we're not. Either that, or I'm not thankful for the people that are hosting our podcast now. 
one or the other. I'm not quite sure. I'm still re- I'm still diving into all of this. Okay, but somebody's to blame here. Yeah, it should be easier to get podcasts on Spotify. Hashtag be better. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> all right, I could uh, I could use this as a platform to rail on cantaloupe again for yeah. the second week. <laughs> what we've all been waiting for. Here we go, part two. Cantaloupe, you've had it too good for too long. No, all right, no more cantaloupe talk. Uh, one thing that pops into my head lately is uh, having moments of a lot of excitement and then a lot of, I don't know if fear is the right word, but just, uh, and not panic, but just like worry about like, man, how am I going to keep this going for a long time? And I guess worried about being prolific. So the need to be more prolific, like needing to make sure that I'm coming up with three good ideas to put out every month it seems like i've been really busy lately so that's good because that keeps me from obsessing over that but i find that a lot of times like you know in those moments where you're like trying to go to sleep or whatever that's when like your mind will really run with something that keeps you up so i've been trying to watch things at night that i can kind of like doze off to so that i don't have those moments but i don't know if that's something that we've talked about before like i know we've talked about like idea generation and that sort of thing but what about just, like, do you guys worry about that? Sometimes. Not for projects. I worry about a lot of things. And I think anxiety is what you're sort of describing. Yeah. Right? It's like it's not like a specific fear, like, oh, my God, there's a shark coming, you know, duck and hide. Uh, it's it's more like a something that's just occupying, like, 15 to 20% of your brain and just asking questions. What if this? What if this? How does this happen? I think the first thing is to acknowledge that if you that that's a good thing to have as a whole. Because if you constantly forgot the things that you need to worry about, <laughs> like, yeah. you'd suddenly be surprised by all sorts of like things that were bad happening to you. So one is sort of embracing the functional side of it. And then it's relying on your track record. It's sort of when I do feel that anxiety from any sort of business-related uh, stress, I always look back at, well, is this valid? What happened? What are all the days that I worried about this and that it didn't happen? And so that's – especially if I can't sleep, that's like my thing. Instead of counting sheep, I count all the needless worries. So I'll be like, oh, at this particular day, at this point in time, I was worried that <laughs> – I remember like one time – I don't know why this is like something I remember. I – was like drifting off to bed and I just done a project using an angle grinder and I couldn't remember if I had the right guard on that the that Ryobi had approved for the task that I was using oh. for that. And I was like, oh, do I have to reshoot this whole thing? And I couldn't remember it and it was like keeping me up and awake. And I just thought, well, then I'll just use that video for a different sponsor, right? And I, it, I didn't realize that to the next day, but when I do feel that anxiety, I think of all the other times that I felt anxiety where it all ended up as a happy ending and most of the time that's that's the case or you know i just have a drink or something <laughs> hey did you have the right guard on now we all gotta know uh no we don't want to cliff it no, I, oh, I, 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 that it never has the right guard on anything the worries no. were true <laughs> this video is sponsored by squarespace yeah <laughs> you know i think one of the big problems that i have is that i consider everything except for time so like if i think about next year i think about oh crap i gotta come up with like 30 ideas or however many ideas it is. But then I 
It's almost like as if I'm imagining somebody coming up to me and being like, I need 30 ideas tomorrow morning. Well, it's like, no, you have, you'll come up with these over the course of the next year. Like you need to worry about two or three of them this week. But after that, you can kind of pace yourself. Yeah, I think, I think it's like it's dangerous to over project where you're thinking like I have to have this wealth of ideas and all these things. And I also think the advice that is often given in those cases, just take it one project at a time is kind of weak sauce. Take it four projects at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's, it's, it's silly to think of it uh, 30 projects at a time. It's just not a smart way to plan. Because you'll learn things from not not because you couldn't come up with thirty ideas, but just because even if you could come up with thirty ideas like tomorrow, you would change. Even if you filled out your sketchbook right now with thirty ideas, right? By the time you do two or three more, you're going to learn something from those projects, and you're going to have to revise those things anyways. Yeah. Um, the other thing to remember is that let's say. Uh, you've consistently hit a certain pace over the last few years of like how prolific you are. And let's say something drastically changes one week and you're like slower. And the worst case scenario is you take two weeks to publish something instead of 10 days or a week. The, mm-hmm. the other thing I do is embrace the worst case scenario. And when you, when you really do that seriously, I'm like, okay, really, what, what is the likely bad thing that could happen? It's often not that bad. Um, right. so, so what are you guys working on other than, uh, getting ready for Turkey? I think I've had two videos come out since we last talked. It was the, the wireless charger nightstand. So I guess maybe 1.5 because then I put out that video for cricket. It I, I say one and a half because it was more about like making a drawer for it and then using the cricket to make a leather pool. It just came out today. So I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see it. It's actually doing surprisingly well. Like the, the response has been I always worry with videos like that that, or don't worry, but expect, I guess, would be the right word. Have anxiety over. Yes. That uh, people are going to have not as good of reactions to you. Like, they're going to be like, oh, you phoned this one in. You're just, like, making something extra for a project you already made. Um, or this, you know, it was just an excuse to show off the cricket or whatever. But uh, people have been pretty positive about it so far. So that's nice to see. And it's doing pretty well. So, yeah, happy with that. Building-wise, I got an idea that I got kind of excited about last week, and that was that I'm making a uh, shoe bench. like a. So I made this video for Dwell, and it was probably like a year ago that we put it out now, that was a shoe bench that, you know, the videos on there didn't get nearly the views that of the of what we get when we put it out on our channel. So I know that there's a lot of people that didn't see it, so I wanted to make something kind of based off of it. And then... I had the idea when I was doing is like, oh man, that'd be awesome if I can use the footage of making the other one, which the one that I made for Drill was a much more like DIY version, all plywood, whereas this one's going to use a lot more complicated joinery, be hardwood. So then I thought, oh, that'd be cool to make a video where it's two projects instead of one and have it be where you kind of show the easier way to do something and then the more complicated way to do something all within one video. And I want to try to do it. I haven't started editing it yet, but I think it'd be cool to get a little creative with it and have it like jump back and forth rather than be linear. Here's the plywood one. Here's the hardwood one. It would be cool if there was a, a system of split screens. Yeah. There's some things that are, and that's why. So at first I was like, okay, is this the easy way and the hard way? And I was looking at all the footage 
And I'm like, yeah, overall it's easier. But then like when you get to this step, the way that I have to explain it, it almost seems more complicated because there's more, there's almost like more pieces and more uh, cutting that I'm doing in order to make this particular piece. Whereas in the other one, it's just this one cut on to like put this joint into it. It's a more complicated cut, but that doesn't necessarily look more complicated in video. So it is kind of weird. And kind of going back to what you were saying, I was thinking about like, yeah, well, it could be some creative ways to do it. I think it might be an opportunity to show more more of like the labor that goes into it because I can kind of have things like going off in the side in a split screen that would be footage that there's no way that I would show it in a normal video because it would be too drawn out and boring. But if it's kind of like going on in a corner or on the side while I'm talking and focusing more on what's going on in the other screen. I don't know. I just need, I need to get in there and edit it to, to see how I'm going to do it. But I, I had a similar kind of thought to what you were talking about. Yeah. I think it would be pretty cool. I think it's always interesting when the edit of a video starts taking precedence over the actual project, because it makes me wonder if I'm just a brand new viewer and I'm Googling, trying to find a, sh- a good shoe rack. I just want to make one. Right. And I find, your video titled DIY shoe rack, easy way versus the hard way or simple versus complex. And I click that. Is that better than if I would have just Googled and found the video on its own? Yeah, that's a good point. And I I think one way that I can kind of combat that is because, so the dwell one that already exists is just like straightforward. Here's how to do the DIY one, the DIY version. So I can refer that to people and have more of the complex explanation go into the other version of it. That way you can kind of have both of those available to people. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Anytime anytime you do something out of the ordinary, it's always good. So Yeah, chance to grow as an editor. Do you guys know who the world's strongest man is? Other than me? Mike Montgomery, right? <laughs> Dude from Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm working on a collaboration with... His full name's like Half Thor Bjornsson. And he's this Icelandic strongman who is known as for uh, also being the actor that plays the character in the Game of Thrones TV show called The Mountain. Yes. This giant human (laughs) that just murders people like crazy. There's a really famous scene in Game of Thrones where he just squeezes a guy's head till it explodes. Um and this guy's probably strong enough to do that because he's six foot nine and four hundred pounds, and just he's he's four hundred pounds and he has abs. So, <laughs> yeah, that gives you a good sense of like how powerful of a human being this is. But man, I gotta say, between a uh, between the mountain and Bjork, Iceland's putting out like the full spectrum of human sizes. Yeah, it w- and it has like a really small population too. So shout out to Iceland. Just killing the game. <laughs> yeah. So I am doing a project with Crazy Glue, and uh, it involves him. And there's going to be a big public thing on December 5th in New York City. So if you're in Manhattan on December 5th and you want to hang out with me and the mountain, come <laughs> hang out. Uh, I've posted stuff on my Instagram, and I'll be posting a lot more stuff. I'll probably be posting a lot of stuff to the point where it gets spammy about it. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how the collaboration is going to go, but who cares? This yeah. sounds fun. And uh, I actually like that TV show a lot. And 
I've always been intrigued by World's Strongest Man, like the TV show competitions. Like oh, yeah. they're just yeah. there's something visually ESPN really compelling three. about seeing someone throw a full care keg of beer like 50 <laughs> feet in the air, or like lift up two refrigerators at a time and walk with them. Yeah. Um, my favorite though was always the Atlas Stones. Yeah, the big round ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like the Atlas Stones too because I like feel like that would just. But I also feel like a lot of people don't understand how hard, like how heavy those things are. First of all, because it's in kilograms too. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, gotta convert it. And then <laughs> picking up something round, like a big sphere like that, is really hard. Like picking up, yeah, you know, the the most regular difficult thing that I carry is an eighty pound bag of concrete. And it's kind of hard because there's no handle on it, and you kind of gotta like hug it, <laughs> and it, like it's just it's just awkward because it's like not. A, it's not a total solid it's like a bag um and yeah. it's like messy but yeah i imagine picking up a 300 pound sphere would be exceedingly difficult um so my I, i've done some weird collabs like a quick read had me do something with uh austin dillon who ended up winning like daytona or something like that i'm sorry nascar, NASCAR. fans yeah um from nascar drivers to uh supermodels to now world's strongest man like i'm putting together like a scrapbook i gotta i gotta up my sort of selfie with celebrity game because i was about to say i'm just excited for that picture where he's like holding you above his head or you all two are standing next to each other and you come up to his belly button or something like that it's, it's gonna be good you're right it'll be like one of those like photoshop pictures of like the Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Which does make me laugh every time. Like, uh, it's just like The Rock holding Kevin Hart like he's a little baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'll be something like that. But uh, looking forward to that. And other than that, uh, just excited that the, the Tiny House is pretty much done and starting to get teaser content out there. Yeah. I've uh, I've seen a few more photos of the tiny house now that they're all edited and put together than the public probably has. And I've got to say, they really came out great. The production team that Home Depot sent out to get all of those final shots, I think they did a killer job. And pro, I'm excited man. for you to get that out. Having seen the process and how long it's taken and just everything involved, I'm I'm really, really excited for people to see it and to see, I guess, like how quickly and how huge it blows up once it goes live yeah for sure looks like a magazine pretty much better than a magazine what's better than a magazine um, tv youtube <laughs> tv YouTube. <laughs> it's like moving magazines That's moving awesome. pictures yeah what have you been working on mike i've been working on getting back out to california nothing too much other than wrapping up the bathroom getting content edited for that uh, similar to similar to Ben's tiny house is just trying to compile all the footage, get all the still images nice and edited and looking like they belong together. So uh, I got to Joshua Tree the day that we're recording Wednesday uh, this morning at around noon after driving for. 20 hours over the course of 24 hours. Holy crap. So apologies on my poor podcast performance to the audience this week. Uh, I'm going to blame that, but nothing too much. Just settling back in, figuring out what the next couple projects are before I start on. uh, You know what? I'm not going to talk about it until I start it because. That's right. That's a lesson I learned from Jimmy Duresta, someone I'm very thankful for. Uh, hey, and all of his thing. advice is don't talk about what you're going to do. Talk about what you did because no one cares Nice until you do it at least. 
Heck yeah. Awesome. So this episode right. is going to be a quick one this week because, well, we don't necessarily want to dive into a topic when you guys are probably spending time with their, the people close to you, being thankful for the things in your life. Um, but one thing that we do want to notify everyone on is Maker Brand is doing a really big Black Friday sale. That's right. Actually, Chris, pretend I didn't say anything. You do that announcement since you have all the details. All right. So here's here's the official details of what the sale is going to include. So it's 15% off of everything site-wide. It's going to have free U.S. shipping on all simple finish orders. And the first 100 people to order, $100 or more, get a free sample of simple finish with their order. So yeah, it's a good opportunity for, you know, if you're thinking about picking up a clamp pack, something like that, to get a big discount on it and to get a sample of simple finish that you can try out. And so it's going to start on Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern time, and it's going to run through Monday. Awesome. Yeah. A question I get every once in a while is, hey, I want to get some clamps. I saw in the description that you mentioned shipping was expensive, but, you know, I added them to the cart and it was more than I expected it to be. And I understand. And that's because, well, the clamps are made out of a lot of metal and shipping things that heavy is not cheap. So so if that was a thing that might be holding you back or if you're waiting to pick up some finish or something like that, now is definitely the time to do it. So do that. Makerbrandco.com. And it is 15% off site wide. Yep. And speaking of those hip clamps, did you guys see my uh, pull-up test with our clamps versus? <laughs> oh yeah, I did. The competitions. <laughs> it didn't take very long. I know it's kind of funny because I saw some comments like, "I get it, but that doesn't prove that your clamps are better or those clamps are worse." I know. I've like, I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. No, I really thought this was the right way to use clamps. Right. Um, <laughs> Of course it's not the right way to do that. That's like the most obvious thing. So thanks, though, for all 20 of those redundant, totally obvious comments. Um, no, uh, I do think it speaks to uh, – and, and it's actually not entirely correct. Like someone uh, DM'd me, and he's like, hey, man, just so you know, like uh, clamps would never have that kind of load in you know, com- compression when you're just you know, uh, uh, tightening them up. That's actually not true. So I've had those those uh, aluminum Harbor Freight clamps, and they I was trying to clamp together a bunch of 2x4s that were warped. Can I take it, a guess? Yeah. It twisted, didn't it? It twisted and it bent. Yeah, exactly. That happens all the time with those. Because the thing isn't rigid enough uh, and bends, if you try to put a lot of force onto it, uh, the screw head's way stronger than the bar. And when that's out of alignment, it starts to twist the whole body of that. So the chin-up isn't the best way to do it. But that's not what we're talking about. Tools break all the time. And it's, and it's often because specific jobs or mistakes happen that put them under a stress that's not typical. So the best tools have redundancies built in. They're even stronger than what they need to be under ideal circumstances. And we all know there's always those memes about, you know, how many clamps you need, all the clamps you have, plus one, you know, like you always need more. So they get used a lot and they take abuse and they get used inappropriately sometimes. It happens. So having things that are really durable, we like the idea of having tools that will last you a really long time. I'm sure there's something that could happen to destroy these clamps. But it would take a lot more uh, to destroy them than any other clamp I've seen. And that's what I think is awesome about them. Plus, I mean, 
you know, if you're in the market for a truck or something like that, you're probably never going to drive it up a flaming spiral tower with a bed full of boulders yeah. and Dennis Leary yeah. commentating. I mean, do, do these but people? It looks cool on TV. Do these people watch like the truck? I know the truck commercials you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Do they watch yeah. like a truck commercial? Like, you would never do that. Then do they watch like a uh, like a commercial where it's like you know a couple in the commercial and they're like you're not really married, <laughs> going sending DMs to all the actors in the commercials. It was fake. Yeah, hopefully uh, the the mountains never going to come to your house and try to break your items apart. But Crazy Glue's like, hey, this is a cool idea. Let's do it. I, I don't think I can have him test out our clamps, but uh, I was thinking about it. He'll break them. Yeah. <laughs> They're suitable for normal people to do pull-ups. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, what are you guys obsessed with this week? Have you uh, watched anything new, listened to a new podcast, or even, who knows, read a book? Oh, come on. Listen to a book. Sorry. No one reads anymore. <laughs> yeah. I got actually a couple tool-related things. So remember a couple weeks ago I talked about the multi-tool? Yeah. I, I had a chance to legitimately use it. Like I, I had a project, I guess, that required it. So my parents... Uh, were getting a new stackable washing machine and they they had one from like years ago and I don't know if like the standard height changed but they had some cupboards overhead that were too low where it couldn't fit in there so they basically needed to just like trim off this piece of molding so I was like okay I'll just like go over there with the jigsaw and the multi-tool and just see what I can do to it real quick so I used the multi-tool to basically just like take this piece of trim I don't know maybe like make it an inch higher yeah man that thing cut clean like it was amazing like how easy it was to use and like it's kind of weird you flip it on and you expect to see it vibrating the way that like not as much as a jigsaw obviously but like you don't even see it moving barely yeah no because it goes so fast yeah it's like so fast and i think it's just such a tiny amount of travel that it that it has you it almost seems like it's like not even on um and then other than that yesterday and today i broke my uh pocket hole cherry (laughs) (laughs) that sounds sounds terrible (laughs) it does that's the name of this episode oh but yeah i i (laughs) i had never used one before and yeah i've now used one like probably 120 times and you're a real woodworker i'm a real i I got nothing against these things actually yeah i mean like it's perfect for what it is like it put, makes things go together really quick and they're pretty strong yeah if you can make it to where you don't see the fact that you're using pocket hole screws they're yeah. amazing like as long as whatever you're building doesn't show them they're great yeah and i actually got although i won't n- need to use it for this project but like of all so it's for a workbench that i'm building i think i had two panels where i'm gonna have to cover them up if I don't want them to be seen. But everything else I was able to design in a way where it was hidden. And then um, I actually got a, they have a like a plug cutter to make. So like if you were to make something out of hardwoods that you can make plugs that are, that'll fit inside of the, I don't know, hole. Yeah. And you haven't used it yet? No, I haven't used that. I'll, I probably will eventually try to do like some kind of high end project using it. Just why not? And then I'll, I'll use it in that project. I wonder if people have used those with, Maybe not to like contrasting woods like maple and walnut, but maybe oak and like purple heart or something like that as a small accent of color or a, or a little subtle change. I'm sure somebody has. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously you see people use plugs like that or like yeah. dowels and that kind of stuff. So I'm sure somebody has. Yeah. And I've seen a few people use some visible dominoes as well 
and it's right. I don't think that looks bad either. So it's you a know. great way to go. Yeah, it's funny how people always go for the really strong contrast, but sometimes subtle contrast is cool. Like where it's just like a slight shade different, like white and off white, or just mm-hmm. same similar color, but the texture of the wood or the tightness of the grain is different. Absolutely. What's your obsession this week, Ben? Hmm. Subtle contrast? No. (laughs) Have you guys seen my one-man barn raising I've been doing in my Instagram stories? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it this afternoon in person. (laughs) This thing is really awesome. So this is definitely uh, not an OSHA-approved process that I've been doing. But I'm setting up like a new outdoor kind of workshop area in the, the backyard at the rental house. And I've been using the Toja Grid hardware system where you basically it's a great way to make a pergola a canopy a cabana or any kind of structure that you need uh, out of four by four so it's just this these bracket systems you slide into four by fours and just add screws super heavy duty Uh, i don't know the exact uh, weight that it's loaded to but it's it's pretty overkill Hmm. But it's cool because it's really only limited to the length of lumber you can buy. You can make this pergola for an 8x8 square or you can make it for a 12x12 and it's the same cost in connectors. So I'm doing a 20 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot high sort of workshop space, which doesn't seem that big, but it's pretty big. And 4x4s, when you have, you know, eight of them, uh, being used to make just one of the bays, it gets pretty heavy. So I read the instructions or glanced at the instructions and said, oh, you need at least three people to set this up. And I'm like, huh. Um, I can figure this out. Like, you know, somebody figured out Stonehenge. I can figure <laughs> out how to set up this, like, <laughs> you know, pergola thing with just one person. So I did have scaffolding to use. So I got this really cool uh, metal tech scaffolding bench system, which is awesome. It's like, it works, it's sort of this very like multi-purpose type of scaffolding where it also is meant to be like a workbench or you could even use it as a desk. Um, Super handy and folds up small, way more handy than a ladder. So I used that, and then I built some kind of temporary braces out of two-by-fours so I could slowly lift. So I made the frame, and this is all in my Instagram stories in the highlight under one-man barn raising. Um, So I made the frame, and then I had to lift it up 10 feet in the air and put the poles into the sockets underneath it. So it involved a lot of tilting, a lot of building of temporary braces. Um, But my... Uh, Obsession is just this hardware system, the Toja Grid. Uh, it's like T-O-J-A Grid on Instagram. And it's pretty cool that you can, you know, it, it makes me really want to do a, you know, design and build a building someday that's all timber framed with like some sort of, you know, insulation outside of the timber framing. Because it, it was satisfying to sort of just, you know, by yourself throw up this pretty big structure that's, you know, as tall as a basketball rim and uh, 10 foot by 20. Yeah, it's really awesome. This week, I am going to shout out a couple things. The first being the Ryobi 18-volt caulk gun. Have you guys seen this? No. Well, I got one prior to doing the bathroom remodel because I knew I was going to be running a lot of different construction adhesives and and doing a lot of caulking and things like that. This thing is amazing. You just throw your tube in there, 
hook the battery up, and it has a variable speed. So if you want to do a real kind of slow feed uh. with a thin bead, you can dial it down to do kind of that precision work. But when you just want to like goop it up and just like throw that adhesive, like just go slinging with it. Just slinging the caulk. This thing can <laughs> run through a tube in probably 12 seconds. You were it's so absurd. careful to over-enunciate caulk. Caulk. Yeah. Did you notice that? Dang <laughs> yeah, it. You really I didn't sound natural. <laughs> Everything's yeah. ripe for parody with the the name of it. You're squirting stuff all over the place. It's battery cult. powered. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that it has the variable speed, but that actually get that that would be awesome because when you're when you're squeezing it, it kind of comes out in spurts. Yeah. All right, guys, clean it up. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is, you know, with a traditional caulk gun, a traditional cock gun, uh, <laughs> like you squeeze the trigger a few times, and it kind of just even though you want it to stop, it kind of keeps going until you can get that lever pulled back for it to stop. Well, this thing... It's not an excuse. You, you pull the trigger, the adhesive comes out, you let go, and it stops immediately. So it's so much less of a mess. It's awesome. In fact, I wasn't going to do this. I'm going to just shout out Ryobi and the fact that they make everything now that can take an 18-volt battery. <laughs> I was using a shop vac with an 18-volt battery. Really? I was, Dude, that shop vac is money. I was using my 18-volt multi-tool to clear out the thin-set mortar between the tiles before I applied grout with a diamond bit. And as I was going, I just had one hand with the multi-tool, the other one with the shop vac, and I barely made any mess, which was amazing because I had already taken the door off of the bathroom. So if I was kicking up all of this dust, it would have been going all over the house while I was doing the remodel. So shout out to Ryobi. And thank you for expanding your 18-volt line to just everything under the sun. It's amazing. Nice. Second it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yes, that's right. We are thankful more than anything else in this instance, in in this context, to you all for listening. You're amazing. We appreciate you coming back every week to hear these hot takes that we've that we've that we're here to drop. Mm. If you're not already, you should be following us on Instagram. Collectively, we are at Modern Maker Podcast. You can also find more things out about Maker Brand at Maker Brand Co. Individually, though, we are at Modern Builds, at Benjamin Ueda, and at Four Eyes Furniture. Don't forget Black Friday, fifteen percent off site wide. This sale, this type of sale, will not happen for at least another twelve months. We we guarantee that. So if you've been on the fence about buying something, now's the time to buy it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Awesome. All right. So thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Until next time, this has been the Modern Maker Podcast. Bye, everybody. See ya. Later. We got through it. <laughs>